0: Now I'll say good evening. When I see that slide that says good evening, I never can remember if that's when I'm supposed to say good evening. We'll begin with my hope is built on nothing less. We'll sing the first, second, and fourth stanzas. <clears throat> my hope-
1: Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity this evening to come together to worship you. Father, we pray that the things we do and say will be pleasing to you and encouraging to us. Father, we thank you so much for the love and mercy that you've shown us. In spite of our weaknesses, in spite of the mistakes that we make, in spite of sometimes just plain sinfulness. Father, we thank you that you loved us so much anyway that you sent your Son. We thank you that he willingly laid his life down for us. We thank you, Father, that we have hope through him and that someday we'll be there in heaven with you. Father, we thank you for that comfort. Father, we pray for... Those of our number that are having difficulties tonight, we pray especially for Leah Robinson. We pray, Father, that you'd be with her, heal her, strengthen her, be with her family and all those that are very concerned at this time for her. Father, please be with the doctors and nurses that are taking care of her and give them wisdom. And Father, bring her through this difficult time. Father, we ask your comfort on those ever who have recently lost loved ones. We pray for the Page family and the loss of Don and, and Nancy. So close together, so difficult and so painful for all of them. Father, we pray that you'd comfort them. Be with the Tagtoe family and their loss as well. Comfort them. Father, there's others that are having medical and encouragement problems right now and we pray for each one of them pray that you'd comfort them build them up father we ask your blessings on doug as he speaks to us tonight we appreciate his willingness to do this on short notice we pray father that you'd help him to have the words that will teach us and encourage us and uh, be with him as he speaks to us Father, we ask your blessings on all things that we do. Keep us in the path to the right things. Guide us in all that we do and forgive us of our sins. We ask it in Jesus' holy name. Amen.
0: Before we partake of the Communion. We'll sing number three fourteen beneath the cross of Jesus to to help put us in the right frame of mind to, to put ourselves back there where he was. She was in agony, facing the separation with his father. Agony that he could have never anticipated till that moment. <clears throat> Beanie.
2: Go and pray for the bread. Our God and our Father, as we come together this evening, we we want to thank you. We want to thank you for for Jesus, who was willing to come and, and die on the cross, and that you were willing to to allow this to happen, that, that we might have a future and, and a life with you. Father, as, as we protect this bread, we pray that we will do so in our manner pleasing unto thee. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Father, we're thankful for the blood that was shed. We're thankful for the power that's in the blood that is still able to, to to wash away our sins. We're thankful for Jesus, who was willing to shed that blood, that 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 we might have the forgiveness of our sins. And as we partake of this fruit of the vine, Father, help us to cast our minds upon that upon that sacrifice, that that we might be pleasing unto you. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen. father we're we're thankful for all the blessings that we have we're thankful for this time that we have that we can return part of our blessings to to help pr- provide for the church here and we, we pray that we might always continue to be a, a light in this neighborhood in Christ's name we pray amen
0: If you're using a songbook and want to mark the invitation song, it will be number 926. Now, before Doug brings our lesson, let's stand and sing number 147. I Stand Amazed. <clears throat> I stand-
3: Hey, thanks for being here this evening. Um, You ever have that friend that call you in the middle of the night when they're in trouble? Matt Robbins is that friend. Uh, But we've had that relationship for a long time. When Matt calls in the middle of the night, I know something's up. So um, this afternoon, he needed to go with Michael, uh, his brother. uh, As they're transporting Leah across to Advanced Health, Matt needed to drive Michael over there. So I volunteered to take his spot. That was a... Anyways, I'm using Matt's, uh, Matt's PowerPoint, I'm using his lesson, um, so I'm asking for mercy on my behalf, <laughs> and I'm not looking for his job. So anyhow, so um, we're in the prophets, and uh, looking at Malachi is where we're at. It's the second part of the lesson. Matt started the first part last week. Um, it's no secret that I listen to country music, and uh, com- common themes a lot of times in country music is you know, I lost my job, I lost my woman, I lost my dog, I lost my truck. This is, it's the old jokes. Um, I ran across a Spotify power, uh, playlist a while back called Scorned, and their songs not only didn't they lose someone or lose something, but also a relationship. But the, the people who sing these songs, are, they're mad. You know, I, I can't take this anymore. I don't even want, I don't want you back, I'm done. And that's the name of it, it's scorn. Um, and this letter, is the last letter. It's Malachi's the last prophet to Israel for 400 years. Uh, Israel has developed all kinds of problems, and this is God's last attempt. They got a relationship, but it's a scorned relationship. The message we see in the New Testament is, clear through it, is I want you back and I have a plan. And Malachi, I want you back, but not as you are. I can't take this. You'll have to change to come back. And that's the, that's the theme, that at least for the second half of Malachi. So look for that. Uh, help me out. Like I said, I got Matt's PowerPoint, so it's Matt's style and I'll do my best. I looked at notes and I'll do what I can. I'm going to pick up from last week, with Malachi 2.17. You have wearied the Lord with your words, but you say, how have we wearied Him? By saying, everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and He delights in them. Or by asking, where is the God of justice? This is really where, where Israel's at. They've, uh, they've tired God out. Their basic concept is that they've talked is. His Evil is good and God rewards this. And they're looking, they, they're, chapter 2 ends with the question of where is the God of justice? If he's really going to be scornful, if he's really going to mete out justice, where is the God of justice? Why hasn't it happened otherwise? So, Malachi 3, I'm going to pick up with the partridge family colored slides here. Um, Behold, I send my messenger, he will prepare a way for me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And the messenger of the covenant is whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And Who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. They will bring offerings and righteousness to the Lord. Behold, I send my messenger. That messenger is going to be the next prophet. Like I said, won't come for 400 years. That next prophet will be John the Baptist. John the Baptist will be the next messenger. and He's going to prepare the way. And that's what we know about John the Baptist. He's there to prepare the way for who? For Jesus Christ. I'm much more used to teach a Bible class, so I'm going to probably ask a thousand questions. He's there to to, uh, prepare the way for Jesus Christ, and that's what we know. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to His temple. They've known for a long time that the Son of God was coming. They've been waiting for Him. That's the message that's, that they've been waiting for. And the message is still here. As John the Baptist, that messenger, prepares the way, the Lord whom they seek, that question of um, where, is the, the Lord, where is the God of justice? Where, yeah, where is the God of justice? They're seeking Him, but the, the weird thing about it is, they want justice and they want it right now. When you're on the wrong side of justice, you don't want justice, you know? I didn't ask for justice a little while ago. I asked for mercy as I, as I preached tonight. I don't want justice because that's, you know, and if you're doing absolutely wrong, you don't want justice because you don't want the penalty. you ask him for mercy. But now you're asking for the God of justice. The messenger of the covenant, and it's basically it's, it's Jesus. is who is coming. And the messenger of the covenant in whom we delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of Hosts. Jesus himself is a messenger. He brings the New Testament. He brings that hope. He brings the he issues in the church. He brings that new covenant. And in verse 2, but who can endure the day of his coming? Who can endure the judgment? Who can stand up to a perfect life? When, especially when you're talking with the law, the Old Testament? Nobody. Nobody can stand up to that. Who can stand when he appears? For he's like a refiner's fire, and the fuller, like fuller's soap. They sell fuller soap still, right? I guess it's still around. I don't know, I mean, it seems like an old product, but uh, I know it was a refiner's fire. To purify metal, they heat it up. At certain temperatures, certain metals turn liquid. Certain ones, they stay solid. So you hit the right temperature, the bad stuff comes out. Either it stays solid or it becomes liquid. So you can make gold more pure and more pure and more pure and this is what God's done, or what it, or what Jesus will do, is He will refine out and purify those who seek Him, those who, who change. Um, he'll purify the sons of Levi. Who are the sons of Levi? They're the priests. These are the ones who are bringing the Word to keep the Word, keep the worship. We see through the New Testament how that's changed with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They've... Twisted the word that it doesn't lead people to God, it leads people to them. It leads people to their, their power, and they use it against Jesus even at, at the end. Refine them like gold and silver, and they will bring offerings and righteousness to the Lord. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord, as in the days of old and as in former years. Judah and Jerusalem, as you know, Judah and Israel were two parts of the kingdom, two parts of the kingdom of Israel. So he's really talking about the nation of Israel. He's talking about the kingdom of God. All as one. To be pleasing to God, like in the old days, way old. You know, probably, what are you talking, before Judges? Um, it needs refined. It needs filtered out that, that evil, the, uh, the things that are wrong. That, that's, what, that's what God says. I need this. The relationship I had with Israel has to be purified, to be back like it used to be, you gotta get rid of all that. Then I will draw near to you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers. The sorcerers are magic, and they distract people from the power of God. Against the adulterers, against those who swear falsely, those who oppress the hired worker in his wages, the widow, the fatherless, against those who thrust against the sojourner. Do not fear me, and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. God's going to be a swift witness for people who, this is basically social justice. We see this today. We see people who, every ill will, they'll do that. But really the root of it is not fearing God, not putting God first, and that's where it, it, it filters out into every other aspect of life. God says He'll be a swift witness of that and the judgment that separates that, that won't be part of His kingdom. Won't be part of his relationship, for I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O children of Jacob, not consumed. God doesn't change; He's always the same, and He's the standard. He doesn't change, but He's preserved the nation of Israel with all the the problems that they have. He still makes sure that Israel's there. When Jesus comes four hundred years later, there's still an Israel. There's still a bloodline. There's still that to produce the Messiah. In order, and that's needed to purify the nation of Israel. It's because He doesn't change, and He makes sure that still happens. From the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my statutes, and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? So this is the, me- the scorned message. I want you back, but not as you are. You're going to have to come back to me. You're going to have to... Refine. You're going to have to get. You're going to have to abide by the statutes. You're going to have to change. the uh, The people in Israel are. The question is, how shall we return? This isn't like the day of Pentecost, when the people stood there and they heard. You know, we were waiting for the Christ. He came. You killed him. It wasn't that cut to the heart of. What do I got to do to be right with God? I, I understand that I killed the Son of God. What do I have to do to be right with God? This is more. I don't see it. What do I really need to do? Is it, is it minor? Is it, I'm just making not making you happy? This is really what they're asking. the nation of Israel is, how shall we return? What do we really need to do? Will man rob God? It's you are robbing me, but you say, how have we robbed you? in your tithes and contributions? Would you try to rob God? I mean, that's one of the earliest stories with, with Adam and Eve, right? Adam and Eve are, you know, God comes looking for Adam. Adam, you around? Nope, I'm not here. You can't hide from God. Would you try to rob him? He says, God says they robbed him by their tithes and their contributions. They're given what's left not given what's first. Um, And that's what's happening at this time. You're cursed with a curse. Some versions say you're cursed with the curse for you're robbing me, the whole nation of you. That curse being, it's an end of a relationship. If you're gonna be that way, we're just done. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing till there is no more need. When he talks about tithes, tithe is 10%, it's one tenth, but it's, it's that true offering, it's, it's what's due God, it's that first offering. He says, bring what's due, bring the best, test me is God's word. If you bring it, not only there will no no longer be a need, there'll be no way to hold it is really the key. It'll just you trust me and it'll be that way. I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soul and your vine and the field. It shall not fail to fall to the bear, says the Lord of hosts. The devourer, you know, if you plant crops, you're not gonna get them all, they're not all gonna come out. Uh, there's a video I posted on Facebook of a guy stole a school bus and he goes on an hour-long journey. He goes right past the house where my dad grew up, uh, was kind of a part of it. But uh, he cuts out through cornfields in a school bus. And the cops follow him, but they don't follow the same tracks because they don't want to be in the dust of each other, so they fan out. I feel bad for the farmers who lost a ton of crops because some stupid guy decided to steal a school bus. You know, That's the devourer that eats the crops, he says, but God says, if you keep your relationship with me, I'll destroy the devourer. Your fruits will come out. Um, I've listened to, Camille and I listened to a couple of the Little House on the Prairie books. Jamie doesn't care for them. But, anyways, we listened to a couple of those on audio. Those are good stories. They've written well. They're your kids' books. But, anyways, uh, the last book we listened to grasshoppers devoured their crops. And they laid enough eggs in the, in the soil that they knew they were going to come back later. It's hard, hard life on the pioneers. Um, that's the devourer, to watch everything die. God said, I'll hold them at bay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm bigger than them." Then all nations will call you blessed. Everyone around you will say, they're so blessed to not have to worry about what takes away. There, there are material blessings, but you know God's spiritual blessings is really what he's talking about too. That's really where it's going to. Your words has been hard against me, says the Lord, but you say, how have we spoken against you? Really? How have we spoken against you? We hear it today. People speak against God. You hear it in the news. You hear it in the world around us. You'll hear it here on the orange carpet too, unfortunately. You said it's vain to serve God. What's the profit of, of our keeping his charge or walking as in the morning before the Lord of hosts. It's vain. It's worthless. It's really just a waste of time to serve God, is what people have been saying. What's the profit to it? Where's the money in my pocket? What am I gaining from my relationship with God? And now we call the arrogant blessed. Evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test, and they escape. The good has become bad, and the bad has become good. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before Him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed His name." The people who have that relationship with God, they know who He is, they, they've kept His statutes, they, they honor Him, put Him first. God remembers, it says He wrote a book of remembrance. Uh, New Testament version of that, book of life, probably that kind of thing. I don't think God really has a book, but you kind of get the understanding. You understand that. That's who he writes in that. They shall be mine, says so the Lord of hosts. And the day when I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. These people who fear God, pay attention, and honor him, those are who he will keep. Those are the ones with his relationship as the day of judgment, when some will be with God and some will not. Those are the ones that will be with Him. And once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve them. The sheep and the goats, right? We know this story. The sheep, the goats. The sheep will go to heaven with God. The goats, the unfortunate part of that story is they won't. It's a tough, tough thing to say, but this is God Himself saying Behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all the evildoers will be stubble. You know these people. You know the arrogant. You know the evildoers. You see them on the news. They may have some, inflicted some kind of damage on you. These people that call God their God, is really who he's talking about. There will come a day when they will be ash, stubble. Sticks. I mean, burned up, worthless. That day is coming when God will set them a place, says the Lord of hosts. So that it will leave them neither root nor branch. For you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. What do you think the Son of Righteousness is? If it said S-O-N of Righteousness, you'd already know it, Right? The rising sun, the setting sun. The rising sun, a lot of times, it, it, it's, uh, it's Christ. I th- I'm gonna tell you that right there. It's Christ. As Christ comes, 400 years in the future, he'll rise with healing in his wings. His first ministry, the healing ministry, right? People would, he'd heal people, he'd heal lepers, he'd heal the blind, the, the lame. People would walk for miles and bring their sick people just to be in his shadow just to be healed. That's coming. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. Anybody grew up on a farm with calves? I did not. Um, but you get, to, you get to the idea here. We got kittens at the shop right now. Two of them live inside the shop. Oh my goodness, they are everywhere. Uh, like calves from the stall. They, they will be rolling and fighting here and then jumping on stuff and they are everywhere. But they are just happy. And that's what, these are the people. They'll be happy, and they will run and be joyful, and you'll see it in their lives. They shall try tread down the wicked. They're not joyful to tread down the wicked, but the wicked are tread down. For there will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, This is the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and the rules that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And we know what the, you know, was talked at the beginning of this. John the Baptist, people believed he was Elijah. Because of this, he will send Elijah before he sends the Son of God. And that's, what, that's really what it is. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children, and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest they come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. He will turn people, the Elijah, the, the God, John the Baptist, will turn people through repentance, turn them back to God to prepare the way for Christ, lest the land is uh, destroyed, utterly destroyed. I probably missed it somewhere in there, but God stops calling Israel His people. He doesn't call them God's people. He doesn't call them my people. And here He calls them a nation. nation a lot of times is related to Gentiles. He said that relationship is broken and it it needs to change to be fixed. And this is his last warning. These are the last words for 400 years, the last words from God. If you want to repair this relationship, wait. Wait for the man who brings repentance and he brings in the Son of God. Wait for him and be faithful. Matt's questions that he had on here, how have we despised your name? Was one of the questions that Israel, the nation, asked. How did they despise the name? Polluted offerings. What they gave wasn't first, wasn't best. What they gave was polluted. Hey, anybody want the candy I found in the parking lot? No, right? You take that candy back there, though. That's cool. I, I stole a snickerdoodle. It was meant for the party that we're not having. So. You know, that's not polluted offering, that's good offering. If it was a snickerdoodle that was here from last year's party, that's probably polluted. Why won't, God, why won't God accept the offering even with tears and sadness? Faithlessness. You have to have faith in your offering for it to be worthwhile to God. What we offer Him with our lives, it's not just the material things, but the lives we give have to be backed by faith. Not just faithless, not just I'm here to check the box. I'm not part of your kingdom because I want people to know that. It's that faith in Him. How have we worried God? It said they taught evil as good and pleasing to God and questioned God's justice. Do you see that in the world today? Evil is taught as good. Good is taught as evil. They question God's justice. If God's really just, if He's really going to punish the, those who are against Him, when is He going to do it? in His time. How shall we return to God? And his answer really is, return to me and I'll return to you. It can't be as it is. How we robbed God? The tithe and contribution they gave was not, not what they were intended to do. How have we stolen against God? They, they said it was vain to serve God. There was no gain for them. While evil prospered and escaped, there's no God. It's... You know, evil abounds. Pride, hardness of heart, lack of fear of the Lord. These are things that tear us, that have torn the nation of Israel away from their relationship with God, and that's what tears us away. So these are the last words that God has, the last words from a prophet before, basically before Christ comes. For 400 years, he just warns them to to be faithful, to wait on his. Servant. Matt's got two couple of verses to sum it up. Take care, Hebrews 3 12 through 13. Take care, brothers, lest there be any of you in an evil, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from living, leading, living God. But exhort one another every day. Exhort, encourage, uplift one another every day, as long as it's called today. That none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. There's good warnings right there. This is what we can do until as we wait on Christ to come the second time to build one another up, to build up the church, to, uh, to get rid of evil, to get rid of unbelief, to encourage and uplift one another, especially in the times when it's the worst. And don't be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. We've all seen it way too many times. It gets to the point where sin isn't even considered sin. It's life. It's my life. It's my choice. It's the way I, I am. James 4, 7 through 10. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord. He will exalt you." Uh, Chuck and I have taught the uh, Life of Christ in here for about the last year on Sunday morning. And one thing we see in there is the, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees have lost that humility. They've become bigger than God. They're setting their own rules. They're setting their own standards. And they eventually kill the Son of God. You don't want that in your own life. Um, relationship has been broken. It's repaired through Christ. His death, His burial, His resurrection. That's what repairs that relationship. That's what enables us to make changes. To make amends. To keep from being scorned. I guess right now is that time. If you haven't been faithful, if you need to repent, if you need to call Jesus Lord, make Him Lord of your life, admit that He's the Son of God, if you need to be baptized to wash away sins, we got a baptistry. It's not real warm right now. but It's here. And it's the start of that relationship that's fixed. It's coming back to God and He comes back to you. So, I encourage you then, while we stand and sing.
4: Jesus is standing in power.
3: Mike uh, it's a good choice for songs it's right there <laughs> that's, that's very good um, that's the key for that I mean the message is written for the Old Testament the nation of Israel but that message from Malachi for us is what would you do with Jesus and what we do with you so thanks for that song a um, couple highlights from the announcements today we are not having the graduation celebration I'm sorry if you did, that message didn't get out to you uh, we postponed that this afternoon um, with Leah with Leah Robinson, the, the the health issues that she's having, it allowed the Robinson family and uh, the Woods, Whites, Browns, uh, Kellers all to focus on what's very important to them. Um, the graduates are are basically part of the Robinson family, so uh, we're just gonna move it out. Hopefully for th- in three weeks, but we'll see. But um, I'm sorry if that message didn't get out. I'm thankful that the Girduses didn't get that message because they brought snickerdoodles. So thank so. <laughs> <laughs> so anywho um sorry about that um thanks for being here at six like i said we, we started doing that today so that's a good thing they gave me a little time to, to try to look over a lesson to have something otherwise we'd have a classic episode via youtube so um bbs coming up in a couple of weeks um, we're gonna have that here and uh at the end of the month on a last wednesday of the month we're gonna do this is we're gonna have a singing night here we're gonna learn new songs um Try to learn some songs so we can sing them better, Um, work on song leaders too. That'll start with tacos at six and uh, singing at seven. It'll be a good time. Um, The ladies' monthly summer luncheon, I may have misspoke that this morning and I want to make the correction. This luncheon that is going to be on Wednesday, it's part of the ladies' Bible class that, usually, that meets Wednesday mornings. That group is having, they're not meeting for Bible study, so they're having like a monthly luncheon. And that'll be at Sharon Evans' house. She has a sign-up sheet. Um, it, it, although the class is kind of open to anybody, she's got a limited amount of space. And she's got to, got to, you know, if you're going to come, let her know How about that. She's not, I she doesn't have room for it. like my house, don't bring 100 people to the house. It just ain't going to work. Cats don't like that many people. So but she's a, uh, anyways, so it's, it's really sort it's of ladies class, but anyways, going forward with that. Um, Don Page passed away this week, passed away on Monday. Um, if you don't know Don, Don served faithfully at this congregation. Um, we joked that you turn on lights and Don was here. Uh, I don't know if it's a joke or not, but he kind of was. He was, he had his own thing. Him and Marion did a lot of stuff together. Um, we needed lights fixed, you'd find two guys in their 80s working on lights. They'd be on scaffolding and stuff. Uh, I can only hope to be so ungovernable as Marion and Don. Uh, that's, that's the word I will say. Those guys, can you slow down? No. Uh, so a lot of stuff in here. Don, the AV system was his realm for a very, very long time. Um, it started out with just basically two microphones, but uh, it's grown and uh, he set the framework for that, so. Uh, his funeral will be tomorrow uh, at the North Boulevard Funeral Home at 10 a.m. It's a small thing, family and friends. It doesn't exclude the church, but if you're going, they'd kind of like to know. So, I, so let Carol or Mike know if you, if you want to come. Um, since Nancy's funeral was just a few weeks ago, the, their family, the family feels like they've honored, that we've honored both Don and Nancy, and we have, so. Um, what else we got um, prayer list, Sandy uh, Sandy Tadtoe's brother passed away this week. Uh, keep that family in your in your prayers. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, Leah Robinson, uh, she's married to Michael Matt's brother, um, and she's that's the nexus between the large Robinson family and the the long time Woods White Brown Keller family. So you know. A lot of history and a lot of lot of lot of people here affected by this, but Linda had a—I mean not Linda. Leah had a heart attack yesterday. She's 43. Um, she had a, a serious blockage. They fixed the blockage, but they had other complications. Um, she had in, internal bleeding also. Um, they're airlifting her to—I understand airlifting. And things change. I know it was, they're going to send her to Advent Health. Orlando and uh, Michael's going over there. Matt's driving Michael as he needed to. Um, I wouldn't want to drive myself either. So, Uh, yep. Oh, okay. So the chopper did not have the right equipment, so they're waiting on the trauma. Six thirty. That's the word from Susan White. Okay, so Leah had a second heart attack today. And a ruptured spleen. Yeah, I knew she had a spleen that was bleeding, but ruptured spleen. This is very serious. Um, I know when I first saw that she had a heart attack and heard that she'd had a surgery before, I, I personally had figured it was a, a blood clot and it wasn't a major deal. It's a major deal. It's a major deal. So pray for them. Uh, when I talked to Matt this afternoon, he said, this afternoon, she was doing a lot better than when he saw her last night, when he first got there this afternoon. And his words were, your prayers are working. It's, uh, it's making a difference. So please, play for, pray for Leah. Pray for Michael. Pray for Michael, too. Um, food pantry this month, we're getting Tuna and Tuna Helper. Matt has special recipes for Tuna and Tuna Helper. Talk to Matt, talk to Matt. Matt loves Tuna and Tuna Helper. Okay, put that out just for spite. Um, we intend to have Bible class here on Wednesday, Wednesday night, Romans 8. Uh, expect Matt to be here. Uh, if, if he needs to be with family, he'll be with family, okay? That's where he'll be. So that plan may change just about like it did tonight. So life happens. But anyways, thanks for bearing with us. Thanks for being faithful. Thanks for carrying the, uh, carrying the cross with us daily. Thanks for making a difference and helping each and encouraging one another so we can get closer to Christ, be together to uh, go in through the narrow gate as his sheep.
0: If you're able, please stand as, as we sing number 489 before Doug leads our final closing prayer. <clears throat> when peace, peace
5: Let's pray. Father, we come to you in prayer this evening with, uh, with a glad heart in that we have been able to come together, Father, to hear your word and to be uplifted by that word and to be uplifted by the promise that you've made to us, Father. To be uplifted by having another opportunity to come together with each other. We also come with a heavy heart, Father, in knowing that one of our sisters, Leah, is going through troubled times right now, and she's very ill, and that the family is also very troubled, Father. We pray, Father, that you would put your hand on the situation, for we know you're all-powerful, that you would put your hand upon the family, and that they would be comforted, and they would comfort each other, Father. We know that we all will face trials and tribulations, Father, but we are so thankful that we have you and your Son, Jesus Christ, to look to. And we pray this in his name. Amen.